Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. You will notice that I'm in the car. I'm a sucker for it. I like driving and thinking. And you know what? I'm just happier this way. I think I'm better at thinking this way. I've tried not to do notes like I used to do and just kind of, you know, freeform the whole thing. So here we are. Uh, I've tried some other mics, not interested. This seems to work really well. I will be trying one other mic, but I don't think the sound quality is that bad. Okay. Uh, This episode is going to piggyback off of last week's episode titled, A God of Your Understanding. Um, This is going to deal with something related to that. I'm not really sure how to express it right now. I just know what the thought is. Um, I'm sure I'll have a cute title for it by the time I post it. Um, yeah. Anyway, before we get into that, go to the website, theinfinitesparkofbeing.com. A lot of changes there. You'll notice that there's an improved readability on the about page. Uh, you'll notice that the main graphic has changed. That is a portion of the cover of the new book, uh, Awake, Finding Our Way Back Home. It takes, um, some of agreement, some of ocean, and then fills in it, it Awake is the thing I'm most proud of. All of the new material in it, I think, is the best stuff that I've ever written. I think I'm the clearest I've ever been. I feel as though, um, and right now I'm doing the layout. So, I, by the way, I do all of this myself. So if you're interested and you appreciate that, go ahead to the donate slash uh, Patreon button and through Venmo or PayPal you can donate money because give me an attaboy. I always need a constant stream of Adam Poise. Um, but the layout is clean. I'm happy with it. Um, the content, I think, is great. All of the new essays, and I, I love them. I think that it's the clearest I've ever been about what I'm trying to do here. Also, there are practices and procedures in there to help you transform your experience of life. And these are the practices that I've been using with people for a long time. Uh, Clients have found it very beneficial, and I think you will too, if you just apply yourself to it. Um, So if you're interested also, if you're interested in meeting with me one-on-one on that point, um, click the about button, read a little bit about me. Those testimonials there, those are people that have done thought transformation and restructuring with me over the years. If you have a ruminating thought, some sort of traumatic experience, grief and loss, those things with this method, I can move them. I can move them from the part of your brain where they're causing the most distress, your nervous system, to a part of your brain where it no longer causes your nervous system distress. Will you remember it? Yes. Will you like it? The memory? No, it'll always be a shitty thing, but you know what? You'll be okay. You'll feel okay. And what the, the end result is, I'm okay. That sucked. That was awful, but I feel okay. Feeling okay does not mean that you are okay with what happened. It's two things existing simultaneously. That sucks, and I'm all right. Also, if you're interested in starting a meditation practice, deepening the practice you already have, deepening your understanding of spirituality, whatever these things are, the stuff that I talk about, again, 101, uh, reach out through any, for any of this stuff through email, direct message on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active, uh, preferably email. Um, 
and let's get started. Uh, if you're interested in multiple sessions, we can work something out there too. Uh, if you want me to come and do a workshop, give a talk at your yoga school or whatever place, <laughs> um, reach out, email, Instagram, direct message. That's the best place. Okay, back to the Patreon donate button. There's going to be a change to Patreon. The $10 a month tier is now going up to 20 Why? Because we will be meeting twice a month. So before it was one email that would kind of go over a topic. Uh, usually it's a portion from the new book or some sort of an essay, and then we talk about it during the gathering. Um, it's going to be two emails and two meetings. And what I'm interested in doing here is building some sort of a community. It started already with the people that participate and I love it. It's all I've wanted for you guys. And the thing that I love about it is that it's people, they're just regular fucking people. These aren't wacky. Cause a lot of us were interested in this stuff, but like me, like I'm not some, I don't know. I'm me, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't know how to say it without offending like some of you. So I'll just leave it alone, but just, I'm me. These are regular folks. They're just like you. You know, they're not living in a rainforest commune in Costa Rica. These are just regular people with regular jobs, kids, the whole nine, their own issues, working through it together. And if you want to be a part of that, sign up. Um, I have not changed that subscription yet, but it will be going up to $20 a month. Uh, This month, if you're interested in joining us on the 7th, uh, my friend Troy will be joining us. We'll be doing prayers, mantra, affirmation, how those things work. Troy is somebody who I showed this to a hundred years ago. He's the guy that I did all my work with, with adventure therapy and stuff. Uh, And it really changed his life. And it's something that he's brought into his work. Um, Some of you know him. And um, if you're interested in joining us just for one time, whether I up it to 20 or it's still at 10, $20 through PayPal or Venmo gets you in there done and um, I'll get you a link. Just be sure you get me your email address. So um, what else? Oh, the new store is up. Check it out. Buy t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops. I love you. Thank you. Okay. Um, So last week it was a God of your understanding. So first we have to talk about perception again. The word perception, we've all heard perception is reality and it is. It is your reality. It is Um, it means the way we regard, understand, and interpret things. That's it. That's all you're doing all day long is you're regarding things. How do you regard it? How do you, are you interpreting it? How are you understanding it? And those things are all very subjective. So to kind of, uh, paraphrase all of last week's episode, the way you perceive God as a concept, idea, or belief has a lot to do with how you're raised. The only ideas you were given, you know, one friend, you know, she reached out and she was like, you know, I was a, she wasn't raised in a religious home. They should, there nobody. So she had no concept. So really as an American, all she had was our wacky, vengeful Judeo Christian. You're going to fucking get yours. burning a lake of fire idea of God, which is kind of ludicrous. Um, one of my clients is, a very devoted Christian. And when we talk about it, he's like, he's like, I don't get it. He's like, that's not, how, that's not how he was taught. And he lives here too. And he's very much involved in his church. So 
but that's our how we are taught to perceive it is how we perceive it so for me personally growing up that way and then having to unravel all of that it kind of unraveled naturally the more I read um, the Puranas or the Bhagavad Gita and the Ramayana and, and all these things it really altered the way I perceived it so my experience of the concept belief whatever of God changed so today yeah, alright so I've mentioned this book before uh, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin if you have not got it get it there's a fantastic audio version on audible uh narrated by mitch harowitz one of my favorite authors uh writers whatever his deal he's amazing um and you know some of you you guys when you talk to me you you kind of well i like audiobooks what the fuck well don't be ashamed of that at one point none of this stuff was written down it was all word of mouth like people sat down and and in fact there was was it Socrates or one of those people was like like upset that they were writing things down. He believed that you needed to hear it, and um, I do too. So don't be afraid of an audiobook. It doesn't make you a dummy. Um, I'm one of those people that if I read it, okay, I got it. But if I hear it, I'll never forget it. So don't be afraid. Uh, anyway, in the game of life, she mentions um, the word Lord. And Neville Goddard does this a lot too, and I think he obviously read Florence's literature, but if you replace the word Lord with law, and I could see where they, they mean similar things, right? If you look at the definitions, it's similar. Um, and then you think of the term, or the, I'm sorry, not the term, the phrase, the Lord works in mysterious ways. The law works in mysterious ways. It doesn't. The law is not mysterious. And I don't believe the Lord is mysterious. I don't believe God is mysterious. It's all very, very lawful. It makes sense. You have the experiences that you have, not because, like, the external world will happen. Let's just say the, you know, the classic old age, sickness, death. Those things will happen. We're all going to the same place. We're all going up the mountain, right? How the mind relates to it is that's, that's the game. That's the thing. So the way you experience old age, sickness, death as facts of life or any other fact of life, um, that makes sense for the way that you think. Now, what is a thought? A thought is the result of a neural process, okay? Are you able to control which neurons fire? Absolutely not. Why do they fire the way they fire? Because you physically, behaviorally respond to those thoughts the same way every time. So the brain goes, okay, then we need, that's gonna be the way we respond to it. These are the chemicals that get released when this happens. So that's the experience you keep having. That is the law. That is karma. That is the karmic law. That is cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, your mind is a reflection of your actions. Your actions are a reflection of their, your mind, right? So the mind perceives, the body feels, the mind tells the body how to feel, then the body tells the mind what to think, 
right? And so if we do not have the wherewithal to resist our urges and our thoughts, we, if we do not have enough space that is created in order to change the way we're reacting, reacting then we're going to continue to experience it the same way. Um, you know, that my favorite example was always when my mom died, that my experience of her death was not the experience everyone else had, and that was my mother. My mom and I were best friends, though we both were convinced the other one was completely full of shit and wrong about everything, but we were still best friends. Like, that was my mom, right? That was my first home. I lived inside of this person. So the way I understood, the way I perceived, the way I regarded, understood, and interpreted her death was due to my spiritual practice. And I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to remember anything. My mind, my body did what they did because that's what they were trained to do. They were trained to perceive it that way, so they did. That is an unseen force. I did not have to tell which neurons fire, and I couldn't, right? I couldn't tell my mind what to do. That's not how this works. So what would you call an unseen force that manifests, remember manifest meaning reveal or to show, so this unseen force that manifests the world to you, shows you the world around you, what would you call an unseen force that guides your life, gives you your experiences, shows you the world? What would you call that? A lot of people call it their higher power. They would call it God. The mind is the subtle body. The subtle body travels with the soul. The soul is remembering itself as God. That is the human's duty. And the word duty is used because it is more than just a job. It's, it's, it's meaningful. So it's our duty to remember our identity as a soul, as Atman. And it is the soul or Atman's duty to remember its identity as Param, Atman, Brahman, or God itself. So that is the whole spiritual practice. So spirituality is that understanding that you are the organism and you are the soul and you are God. The spiritual practice is learning to act as if learning to be both, learning to be in the world but not of the world, right? So this unseen force, you know, um, it's, a, it's a challenging thought I've posed to a lot of people that deal with addiction, right? Because the main struggle there is everyone's trying to come up with their higher power. What's my higher power going to be? What's my... And, you know, and the, the challenging thought is always, okay, well, um, what if you go through all of this, all of this pain and suffering, and at the end you get the life beyond your wildest dreams? Everyone that's listening to this has had something difficult go down and then you look up and you go, holy shit, like I wouldn't be here this contented, this alive, doing this thing that I love if I hadn't eaten that giant shit sandwich to begin with. And it's almost like that shit sandwich is grace. Not almost, I mean it is, I'm not trying, I was trying to be cute, but so alcoholism, addiction, depression, you know, divorce, these things that push us inward, that force us, like for some of us anyway, to go, I need to do something. 
like deeper like the, I, there's got to be something else so these events push us into the world of spirituality push us closer to God at some point as well closer to something divine that's an unseen force the way you processed it moved with it or tried to push against it that's an unseen force as well so here we are again an unseen force that is guiding our lives what would you call it now go back to your a god of your understanding the law moves in mysterious ways the law moves in in the Lord works in mysterious ways. The law works in mysterious ways. The law is not mysterious. This is all very lawful. You experience the things that you experience because you behave the same way every time they're happening because the external world is happening. How are you going to relate to it? How is the mind going to relate to it? Well, I keep thinking the same thoughts and doing the same things and then I fuck up and then I look, oh man, I should have done this and I should have done that. Okay, exactly. So now we need practices, procedures, tantra that teaches us to create the space in the mind that allows us to have a different experience. That's the whole game. That is spiritual practice. You know, that's what I'm doing with people all the time is creating these practices that create space for them, unique to them so that they can create the world that they need to experience. So... A God of your understanding. Well, what is your perception? Why are you perceiving it that way? You know, um, <clears throat> I'm not an easy person to be around. All, I, I am easy to be around all the time. But it's it's funny because, you know, my friend Troy is going to be joining us on the 7th. You know, always, you know, would always make jokes about, like, you know, the things that I put into his head. Yesterday, um, my girlfriend and I are at the pool and she goes... This is out of nowhere. She goes, wait a minute. So how do I know what my thoughts are? I was like, Man, you don't. She goes, so my all my thoughts are just what I was told to think. Like, mm-hmm. You know, and this is why I don't say when someone says, well, these are my beliefs. I'm like, okay. Well, right. I don't know what work you've done. I don't know why you believe what you believe. Like, I mean, I do know why you believe what you believe. You know, and, and it even goes back to... Um, you know, people would look at my mom and dad and say, my God, you were so different from them. I'm not different from them. Energetically, it's the same thing. The ideas and concepts might be different, but like, nah, it makes sense. My parents were very rebellious people. They didn't see themselves that way because they were too close to what they were doing. But my parents were very rebellious. My dad, definitely. My mom would have called my dad rebellious but she would have never seen herself as rebellious. Though I do remember when she finally left the lake and we moved her into a 55 and up little condo 10 years after my dad died because, you know, a woman in her 80s taking care of seven acres is a lot, you know. And um, I'm, we're, we're pulling up and I go, well, you know, there's an HOA. And she goes, uh, she goes, I'm going to plant a lemon tree in the back. I'm like, well, you can't because your HOA won't allow it. She goes, I don't give a shit. I'm planting a fucking lemon. She got very uptight about this thing. And uh, the the day we're moving, which is a very rebellious thing. She's like, what do you mean? I bought, I paid cash for this. I plant whatever I want in the back. And the day I'm moving her in, these two uh, condo commandos, as my dad would have called them, 
if you live in an HOA, you, you, you have an HOA, you get one. That's funny. So these two condo commandos are giving her shit, and I see them, and these two men, like, looming over my mother, and I put this box down. I went inside. I'm like, the fuck is going on here? And uh, I hear one of them go, under whose authority did you? can you move in today? And she goes, cash. <laughs> so yeah, she's like, cash. Cash gave me the authority to do whatever. So I have that. And, you know, not to go into a different episode that I'd like to do. I didn't learn that from them. My soul has that work in it. And I've, they were like that, so I vibed with them. You don't take birth and then learn from them. You take, you take birth with the parents you have, and you're, some of you are not going to want to hear this, because y'all got shit in common. I had shit in common with my parents. That's why the vibrational gateway, which was them having sex, that's what, you know, in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, when they talk about seeing those lights and you are attracted to that based on your own stuff, that's what that is. It's, it's sexual intercourse. And then you take birth through that gateway with these two people. You're obviously not watching them have sex, but you're like, oh, I, this, this feels right to me. I'm vibing with these people. I'm vibing with everyone. And the next thing you know, you're in a human body again. You know, And based on your stuff, hopefully it's favorable, right? And you're not like in this shit again. Um, mine was favorable. It took a very favorable birth. I love both of those people. There were external things that happened that happen to other people could happen to anybody I don't know but the way my mind related to it for a while taught me a lot um, so this invisible force this uh, so what I'm really getting at is in the Bhagavad Gita Krishna is describing his role himself as Vishnu to Arjuna and he's saying look like I'm all of this this is all me like when he exposes his universal form to Arjuna I always, I always call it when he flips open the cosmic trench coat and flashes Arjuna. So Arjuna says, please give me mystic vision. Allow me to see you in your truest form. And then he shows him. And it's horrible and it's beauty and it's everything. It's all of it. The, the atoms, the space between the atoms, that's all God. Your thoughts, this, it's all... You know, because a lot of times when you talk to someone who's very, you know, religious and you say, so is God omnipresent? Because I'm such an irreverent shit. This is usually the, the, the route we take. So, so you believe God is omnipresent? Yeah, of course. Blah. So he's everywhere. God, God's everywhere. It's like, yeah, I go. So a pile of dog shit. Well, I mean, God is not a pile. Of, it's not. My my genitals, my asshole. Does God stop just shy of my ass in a pile of dog shit? Nope, it's all of it. This is what the Agora Sadhu, so that was very vulgar, but the Agora Sadhus in India, this is the point they're trying to make when they chew on human leg bones at the burning gats. They're just trying to show you, like, look, this is all God. They're shocking you, but it's all God, you know? Speaking of, there's that great Osho reel that makes its way around sometimes where he's saying, uh, Rajneesh Osho, I love that guy. Uh, if you haven't seen the documentary Wild Wild Country, I don't see the problem until Sheila starts poisoning the fucking town. That's the only really <laughs> issue I saw. Um, but uh, Osho goes, I want to disturb them. I want them disturbed. Because the people are retarded. 
his fucking voice is crazy. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. It's all. It should shock you. It should. It's like because you got to think. Like, like what the fuck, man? Like, where does it stop and start? It doesn't. When you separate God from all of these things, that's a very interesting egoic idea because now, like, what's a main feature of the ego? Reality testing. What's reality testing? The belief that you're the separate thing from everything else. And on some level, you know, biologically, you need to feel that way, right, in order to propagate a species because, again, you are spirit and an organism, you're an organism that's inhabited by soul and Atman. It's, it's, that's you, the self with a capital S. And the magic, the God, force, source, and universe, whatever shit you're using to describe this, whatever words, mouth noises you're using to describe this thing, it doesn't stop just shy of the worst fucking day of your life. There you go. The law does not work in mysterious ways. You might not understand it at first. But if you take a minute, you think about it, you know. There was a great series on Hulu, and I don't know if it's still on there. Um, Troy and I watched this thing several times. It was called Devs, D-E-V-S. And it was about this guy that trying to come to terms with either a deterministic universe or not whatever but um, at one point his uh, partner this this lady who worked at this it's about a quantum computing company I guess but um, this uh, one of their employees is starting to realize what they're doing and she's you know uptight about it and she goes well the universe is random and the woman goes no it's not it's not random and she goes, what about childhood illness and someone who's born with cancer? She goes, there's biological reasons for that. That's not crazy. Like, you have certain markers. Like, you're, you're going to get that. And then she rolls a pen across the floor and it goes onto the floor. It rolls a pen across the table. It goes onto the floor. She goes, that's not random. I didn't randomly do that. That's the other thing. Thoughts aren't random. None of this is random. It's all very lawful. And then you could say, well, then my need or not need to follow a spiritual path, that's like, is there, you know, is that just part of my karma too? Yeah, it is. And that creates an existential crisis in some people, you know, that, that they don't think they have any control and da, 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 da. And I remember getting certified in this modality one day, this uh, specific modality with a gentleman that shall remain unnamed and a modality that shall remain unnamed because I feel like it's only a matter of time before he gets sued. I don't need the fucking trouble. Um, it's a good skill. He's just a crazy person. He's a very smart man, but he is fucking insane. Um, but he goes, you know, the guy, there was a psychologist that was sitting next to me for the entire training and he said, after this long diatribe that the gentleman had given, the psychologist raised his hand and he goes, it sounds like you're saying that there's no free will. And he goes, act as if. Act as if. 
That's life. Act as if. That's it. You know, it's almost like Pascal's wager. You know, it's almost one of those things. Anyway. So, uh, if you're interested, go to the website, theinfinitesparkofbeans.com. Click the Patreon donate button. Join us. Join us. Um, It's going to be two Wednesdays a month now with two emails. Um, The gathering is going to double down on its efforts. Um, If you're interested in booking one-on-one time with me, you'd like to discuss some of these things. Maybe you want to start a meditation practice, a pranayama practice, whatever it is. Maybe you've got one and you want to understand it more. You know, like what actually is happening when I'm engaged in meditation, when I'm engaged in spiritual practice, what's happening? You want to understand these things deeper, reach out, email, uh, Instagram, direct message. If um, you just want me to do a workshop, talk, whatever it is, at your yoga school, fuck your house, I don't know, have a picnic, I'll talk. Um, reach out through email or uh, Instagram direct message. I think I'm going to put um, a bit more stuff on um, Facebook as far as the gathering. Um, but we're building a community. I'm very happy. I promise not to go crazy and create a commune where we all worry about the end of the world. All right. I love you. Um, this is, uh, I hope this benefits everybody. May this benefit everybody. May this benefit all beings. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye.